We're back yet again with a new episode of Pursue Podcast. Uh, Kim, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah? I'm uh, going to remember to speak in uh, English. This Hopefully time? Norwegian. We were talking here. It was flowing so well yeah. in Norwegian, but uh, we have a Norwegian guest, obviously. Yeah. I will remember to, to speak in English. Yeah, because I think uh, for those who are listening, and maybe it goes mostly out to the Danes, because the Danes, they don't understand Norwegian at all, do they? Some some do, some, some do. don't, and I, sometimes I struggle with it, and sometimes I struggle with some Swedish yeah, dialects. There, it depends on where they're from yeah. in, in in the country, and I think it's the same the other way around. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, it's not about us. It's not about the Danes, and it's not about the Swedes. Uh, it's about Just. Uh, our guest today started his American journey at the University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, and D1 soccer before the adventure within him wanted a change, and he left for Hawaii Pacific. He's now a very popular influencer with millions of views and likes on TikTok. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me. We we will go get into your millions and millions <laughs> of views and how you built that, of course. Uh, and I think obviously your journey uh, has been a very interesting one and how you kind of fell into doing that. And you've always been an explorer, right? Yeah, 100%. Because you, um, uh, you played f- very high level football or soccer in in Norway, yeah. you you know second tier here, got got a taste of some professional. Not, not uh, you know you were still an amateur athlete per the rules, so you could still play play college soccer. But you 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 did very well. You did well in school. Um, you you actually ended up moving to Oslo, uh, the capital here, and you did a year of. Uh, social science uh, university studies and then you wanted to go to the u.s yeah correct was it always a plan for you to to venture out and and do that i always wanted to to see the world and do more Uh, and i started to get tired of going to la manga and i mean it was good to go down there and it was sunny and warm but i mean you get tired of going to la manga every year la manga being the the place in Spain where all Norwegian, Swedish, Danish team probably go for preseason yeah. camps, and you're at the resort, and you it's nice pitches and and all that, but yeah, gets a bit tedious in the end. Yeah, it does. So <laughs> I just wanted to do more and see more. You got the chance to do that, uh, obviously going to the U.S. and um, especially you've been in different parts of the country and you've explored a lot, um, but. I still remember when we were doing your college recruiting process, you wanted to push it with, with the football. Yeah. That's, that was the when we got in touch and kind of understanding your preferences of what you wanted. It was very important for you that the soccer team should be very good. Uh, I want to continue developing. And um, in the end, you, you you had several options there, but you, you picked University of Wisconsin Green Bay. Yeah. And can you, where is Wisconsin? So that people, it's it's not a v- state that um, maybe most people know too much about. No, I get that question a lot. Like, where did you go? And when I say Green Bay, Wisconsin, I say, I mean, I heard about the Packers, but I have no clue where Wisconsin is. And it's basically up north in the middle of the map next to uh, Lake Michigan. So the, the water on the map and to the left. Okay, that's that's good. So yeah. everybody's now checking their that phones on the maps. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I've been to Green Bay, it's, yeah. and I've been outside the Green Bay Packers. You know the NFL team. You know you had Brett Favre. His name is Favre, but it's pronounced Favre. And I always wondered about that. Uh, but he's the most famous person, I think, from from Green Bay because he was such a you know, famous quarterback, one of the best ones ever. Made a cameo in the film. There's something about Mary. Really, fun fact. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> And it's known for being cheese cheeseheads. That's what the fans yeah. there, I believe, are called. Uh, or at least they they put these uh, a bit like you're in Switzerland because they put these hats on, look like cheese. Yeah, no, it's the cheeseheads. That's um, that's their supporters. Uh, and I believe Green Bay Packers is the only NFL team that is owned by the people in the state and not by like one rich owner. So it's like it's more about the people. 
And that's why Green Bay has like a special atmosphere at the games because, I mean, everyone's going there and everyone's a part of like owning the team. Okay. Well, that makes a difference because, you know, with the ownership of some American teams, you know, the owner might just move the franchise. Yep. Yeah. Like we're moving the city, you know, the, the team to Los Angeles next year. What? Is that possible? But that happens. Yeah. Uh, but in Green Bay, different. And you, maybe you, was, was it a different vibe in, in the community as a result of that? Uh, I think so. And I mean, the team, they or Green Bay Packers, they worked with the school uh, on several like different things. So Green Bay, Wisconsin, like the, the university, they were not allowed to have an American football team because they would compete with the NFL team when it comes to fans. But since they were not allowed to have a team, the cheerleaders on the school, they were allowed to be cheerleaders on, like in NFL. So it was like give and take. And we were allowed to use their practice fields during the winter if we wanted to play 11 v 11. Pretty good trade-off. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, most, uh, and that's a big difference be between the different schools and the divisions, but most Division One teams, they would have American football. That is that is a big money maker. That's And the money filters down from the... You know the the, the merchandise, the ticket sales, the everything, TV rights, uh, ridiculous amount of money <laughs> involved in that, and then the other sports benefit. But yeah, you didn't want uh, the Packers; they're the only team in town. Yeah. So the next big team would be Madison, Wisconsin, like Madison. That's yeah, because cool. the, the the University of the name of the state they yeah. typically have many different campuses. You know, I was at University of South Carolina. Uh, upstate, which is one of the campuses, and then you have the the main campus was University of South Carolina, Columbia, and then you had probably five or six other ones. Uh, it's the same in the the system you were in the UW system. Yeah, so you have you University of Wisconsin, Green Bay, you have Milwaukee, Madison, and probably some other ones. Yeah, yeah, you have you have several other ones. Yeah, uh, so. Um, but how how was it to step on campus? You you you'd studied some in, in Norway did a year uh, social sciences here uh, at the school of theology and you, you came over there. What was the big difference for you? Uh, basically, how like the classes were built up. So here you have like one final exam, uh, and when you go over there, you have like homework. You have like stuff you have to deliver all year. You have bonus points you can like i mean you can get and collect points throughout the year to make sure you do good at the end of the year over here if you blow your final i mean that's that's your grade so it's easier you have more control like you can basically decide if you want to have a good grade or not did you prefer the more rigid hey I w we want to help you get good grades or was it more the procrastinator in you that uh, benefited from just reading you know, long nights, uh, two, three weeks before the final exam in, in, in school in Europe? I got better grades in the US and, and over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a, that's a fair answer. Um, but, but from a soccer standpoint, you came into the, to NCAA Division One, um, and what, what do you feel was the main difference kind of playing at that level or that style of play versus, you know, how it was back home. I feel like when I got into, or when I got to campus, everything was a little bit different because, I mean, I talked to one coach and it was one coach that recruited me, but he was resigned or he resigned or quit or whatever, like two weeks before I left. So I never talked to the new coach. I never met him and I didn't get in touch with him. So I just jumped on a plane and left and I hoped that someone would pick me up at the airport. <laughs> so it was like some miscommunication. Yeah. Uh, but he was there, and the captain was there. Uh, so they picked me up. We went to campus. The first thing we did was go to the locker room, change, and run the Manchester United fitness test. That was the first thing I did. Just uh, straight f straight from the airport to do the fitness yeah, test? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Set the standards? But it was just for fun. We, like, we all just, like, it was all the players that, was, that ha had arrived at campus. We just went to the locker room and decided to run the fitness test just for fun. Okay, just so, for so, fun, some yeah. extra fitness testing just before preseason. Yeah, that's the first time I've heard about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. how um, did you do? No, uh, I completed it. I mean, the Manchester United fitness test is not that hard, uh, and you're done after twenty minutes. 
Okay. Well, you obviously is not a Manchester United supporter uh, <laughs> saying this. Uh, you're a City fan? No. <laughs> Liverpool? I, no, I, I don't support like any clubs. I just like football. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're that type of guy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, that's <laughs> very different from, from my experience that at my team, we we didn't show up for uh, fun for a um, just a fitness test uh, yeah. right after the you had to point. stay you know you have to rest up and be ready for when it really counted yeah, yeah. that was typically the how it was in preseason yeah. i think we probably you know since you didn't know if the coach was going to pick you up i think i, I sorted that for you, you just yeah you, you know, probably I, did. I called him and say hey just is coming <laughs> in you, you gotta be there yeah. pick, pick him up uh, no you probably did and you i i know you did but i never talked to him so for me it was uh, it was a fun adventure yeah yeah well, Adventure, <laughs> a word we'll say more in this this podcast <laughs> uh, episode for sure. Um, but it's a very intense season, right? You, you've, you've done the fun Manchester United fitness mm-hmm. tests, and now you do probably a couple of real fitness tests that you have to pass in order to you know to meet the minimum standards to, yeah. to, to get played. Yeah, did three in a day. We did three fitness tests in a day, uh, and we started with the Manchester United fitness test, and that was okay. But after that one, we started doing sprints, and everyone's already tired from the first one. So I mean, the sprints didn't go well for anyone. But that's how it is. You just have to push. <laughs> you you got to push and and show uh, show the effort. Yeah. Uh, and and you do remarkably get fit quite quickly when you have a regime like that. Um, but it's also f- team bonding. It's fun. You 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 know, school hasn't started, so you're. You can really get to know your new teammates and the area, and I, I love that time, even though it's it's challenging uh, physically. It's it's a good, yeah. It's it's a boot camp. Yeah, but it should be a it's a bonding boot camp. Yeah, at least in D one. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about <laughs> your Hawaii Pacific University uh, preseasons uh, and how they were. Um, but the the season is intense in the fall, and play a lot of games you have to travel I mean, talk us through some of your your, your most fun moments in in your freshman season at green bay uh, so everything started out pretty well with a new coach we started playing a new system we played um three in the back uh, and we had like it was a lot of running because that's how it is uh, they just want you to run and if you get tired you you sub out Um, so the pace is higher like throughout the game like the whole game because people if you get tired you you sub out and then you get a fresh pair of legs on the on the field and they keep running Uh, you you do that you know it's different rules there again it's not like okay only three subs or or five subs during the game you can sub in and out quite uh, quite frequently yeah uh, which which makes it intense it does, especially since some teams they always like sub in fresh legs for the strikers, S- and usually you don't want to like sub out the defenders because I mean it takes some time to get used to the pace and get like set into the game. So you like you get tired, but then you all always have like a fresh striker running and is super like happy to be on the field. Yeah. So I mean it's it's tiring for sure, and it's it's different. You have to be, you have to be focused like throughout the whole game a little bit different than over here yeah yeah i think that's what we heard from many many people yeah. uh players that have that have done it myself included it was um but my, my game was also built quite ar- around fitness and being i was best without the ball <laughs> i think i've said that before but yeah. uh, every team needs one of those yeah every uh, team needs one of those yeah 100 yeah, percent. and then any particular games you remember quite well from from your freshman season there that just stood out? Uh, I remember, of course, the game against Milwaukee because that's like an in-state rivalry. So it's all about like winning the trophy. Uh, and since we already had the trophy from last year, if it ends up being a draw, like we keep the trophy, yeah. uh, and it ended up being two-two, and it was uh, at home. So with fans, a lot of fans in yeah. the stands, because yeah. this is called the the Chancellor's Cup. Yeah. So this is like a Wisconsin state thing. It's just between Milwaukee and Green Bay. Okay. Yeah. So it's not like a state thing. It's just like two cities. Yeah. 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 But it's the bragging rights. Yeah. To, to 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 keep that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I mean, of course, there's a lot of rivalries in in, in college, uh, but that there's actually some silverware as well, as well to 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 uh, compete for. Makes it even better, I think. Yeah, it does. Uh, and I would say 
like another big moment was probably the last game I played against uh, Madison because I mean they were one of the bigger and better teams in the US um, and winning against them that was that was a good day. You had some fun fun after the game, some celebrations with all the other cheese cheese hats in the stands. No, because that was away. Okay. Yeah, yeah. travel back home. Yeah, yeah. So that was a three-hour drive back home. Yeah. yeah, celebration on the bus then. Yeah, yeah. with subway. <laughs> yeah, we were <laughs> we were with the subway. Yeah. yeah, we were sponsored by Domino's. So after my sophomore year, I just you had to like put your name on a list if you wanted to get a pizza. But after after my my sophomore year, I was like, no, I can't I can't deal with this anymore. Because right after the game, and you get like a full-on Domino's pizza thrown at you. I was just like, no, I, I can't, I can't eat that because I always got so can't eat on the bus because when you have like a six five like six hours bus ride from back from Connecticut up to New Hampshire and then have a Domino's pizza and the whole bus smells for like Domino's pizza the entire way home, so I was just like, nope, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna turn that down. I gave it to my roommate that didn't play as much and he could eat two pizzas on the way back home. <laughs> Probably why I didn't play that much. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <coughs> Talking about food, that was also a big difference because over here, like I came from Nordnefko, mm. and at some point they did like low carb. It was like super, like hardcore low carb, and we would be measured every Friday, and it was, I mean, it was pretty intense. And then moving over to the US, and we we ate together before games and after games, and all the time, and we would get like uh, pasta carbonara, yeah, like before a game. And I, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't function. It was, it was way too heavy. Uh, so I talked to the coach, and he, he made sure that for the next game you had the sauce like by itself, and then pasta, and so you can like mix, mix and match whatever you wanted. So you can get pasta and chicken if you wanted to, without like everything else. Yeah, yeah. with all the gravy. Yeah, because <laughs> there's a lot of gravy in the U.S. <laughs> Probably put some cheese on there yeah. too, right? In, yeah, in, in Wisconsin, cheese That's on every the, meal. Uh, yeah. yeah, but before a game, I mean, that didn't work for me. Yeah, but it's good that you brought that up and uh, could adapt. You were a bit older as well. I think yeah. it's easier coming over that you've experienced some some things and could could quite easily make that adjustment when yeah. you when you needed to. Um, but it actually ended up, um, you know, you you played your season and you you did a whole academic year. But I remember speaking with you and it was like a little bit of a change in you in kind of an aha moment i don't know but you you, you got what you wanted initially because you wanted to play division one you wanted to do that but it wasn't kind of fulfilling you oh is that is that uh, the right description yeah it was something missing it was uh but i mean it was a really good year and it was a fun year and it was good to to experience it and to meet all the people and see how it worked uh but there was something missing. It's difficult to explain, but I just felt like I wanted to do something else. And you found what you were missing in Honolulu, Hawaii. I did. Okay, this is, uh, we get a lot of questions, uh, you know, and we've had a lot of students at Hawaii over the years. But it's far away. It's really, really far away. And we get a lot of questions about, oh, how can you play your sport there? And you play just against the Hawaii teams or you have to travel? I mean, how does it work? But we'll get into that. But wh why Hawaii? That's a good question. Uh, I had some different offers the second time around as well. So it was something in Florida, if I remember correctly. It was South Carolina. Um, but then Hawaii was, it was the best offer and the best why, why, why was it the best offer? We have to get into the, to the nitty gritty details <laughs> of this. It was the best offer financially and maybe not when it comes to sports, like, but when it comes to adventures and temperature. So for me, that was the right, and uh, the, the right decision. But what you must've been thinking about or feeling the missing link, you know, you you were in Green Bay and it's it, it, you had a very good year, but uh, you had something missing. But could you pinpoint exactly what that was? No, I can't. 
So that that was the weird thing because I had a lot of fun in Green Bay, but it was just something missing. I just wanted to do something else. And I didn't know if I'm going to find it in Hawaii either. So it was basically just jumping head first and, and see how it goes. And I mean, I, you can't go wrong with Hawaii. That's oh. very true. But uh, on, on that note, were you <clears throat> were you thinking at that point that, all right, um, I tried D1 soccer, uh, you know, you played on a very high level in Norway, and were you sort of a bit tired of always having to be at the best and playing at your best all the time and having that pressure on you, and you sort of like, now I'm a bit tired of pursuing that and I want to pursue something else while still playing soccer, of course. Yeah, yeah. that's, uh, yeah. I think that was that was my thoughts. Yep. So I mean, I did well, but I knew I could do better at something else. Yep. But I didn't know what it was yet, so that's why I tried Hawaii. I mean, even if you don't find what you're looking for, at least you'll find good weather on the beach. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> yeah, there's always a beach somewhere in Hawaii <laughs> yep. uh, if, you, if you need it. But it, it is far away. I mean, yeah, it's. One in of the, the 50 states, Pacific. it is in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. You, you know, when you get to, because I've been to Hawaii too, and that's why I know Hawaii, how far it is. And I've also been speaking to many of our students that have actually been there. Just uh, a lot of them stayed over Christmas. And it was just like a hassle to get, get back home. And sometimes the families actually go over and do Christmas there with them. Um, but w- if you fly to LA, which I think is the most common route to, to get to, to Hawaii, it's not a short flight from LA either. No, you're uh, you still have five hours left. So I mean, it's it's far because yeah, it's five hours from LA to the East Coast. You know, LA, Los Angeles to New York, for instance. I think it's like five hours. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, yeah. so you you keep going. Uh, but that's another interesting thing that there's still quite a lot of schools there, right? Not not. That many, not not enough that you can just be in Hawaii the whole time and play there. No, but obviously you were part of the the soccer team. It's a an NCAA Division Two soccer team. Um, obviously, half the games are typically home games, and half of them you you travel and you maybe you play against a couple other Hawaii schools. Yeah, uh, but then how does the how how does the traveling work? I mean, you must miss a lot of school. You, you it's quite a lot of planning involved in, in big trips like that. It is, but at the same time, it's not that different from from Green Bay, because I mean, in Green Bay, you travel with a bus and you be gone for a week because you do two or three games, but and you will travel by bus, so it takes a lot of time because you're traveling across all the cornfields, um, well, the flat cornfields. Yeah, the yeah. flat cornfields. Uh, but then in Hawaii you would fly for five hours and then then you're in LA and then you would I mean travel by car or you could fly to to Las Vegas and do whatever you needed to do from there. So I mean you didn't travel that much more, but it was just like a different uh, type of transportation. You went from bus to flight. Yeah. yeah. But you you would cluster these. Tra- it's not like you played one game in LA and then back to Hawaii, you would cluster it together. Right? Yeah, so you played two or three every time you went to, to the mainland. Yeah. Um, but then you would do, so you have three schools on Oahu and then you have one on Big Island. Um, so if you go to Big Island, then that was back and forth the same day because that's only like a 30 or 40 minute flight. Yeah, so yeah. that's the, the Honolulu is Big Island. No. Okay, now so does then you yeah. have to enlighten us okay. a bit on Hawaii. Yeah, so you have Oahu, that's the main island with Waikiki Beach and Honolulu. Okay. So there, th- Honolulu is the capital. Yeah. It's yeah. not the name of the island. No. Okay. Then we're then we're with. Yeah. You. And then you have Big Island where you have Hilo, that was the school. Yeah. Um, and that's where you have the, the, the volcano and lava and all of that stuff. That's on Big Island. Um, uh, so it's one school there and then three, on Oahu or Honolulu. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have a Br- Brigham Young University, I think, has a Hawaii campus, but that is Division One, and they don't have, in your case, men's men's soccer. No. They, they're a very good women's soccer team. But uh, I, I've been to Kauai. Yeah, you know, it's a very small island, uh, also volcano, and I think the fun fact on that is that it's the place on Earth where it's, there's most amount of precipitations so or rain uh, uh, at this specific location. So it's not all sun and 
when you go to the beach, you might get some, get some uh, stormy weather, right? Yeah. To at Hawaii. You can. Uh, the good thing is that it's usually always one place on the island you can find sun. And it it's not that big, so it takes one hour or one hour and 30 minutes to drive from, like, south to north. So, I mean, if you just go in and jump in your car, you'll find sun within an hour. Were you chasing the sun? Um, sometimes, but sometimes you would chase the rain as well because you wanted to see the big waterfalls. Yeah. Uh, it's it's <laughs> a, I think we're getting to what was missing from uh, the flat cornfields in, in, in Green Bay versus something like this, right? Um, it, is, it is a popular destination for a lot of Europeans to go to, to Hawaii. Uh, and it's also nice that you can you can play your sport. And w- when you did uh, go to these away trips, it wasn't just LA. I mean, you went went many different states. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of it was in California, but it was some in LA. It was in San Diego, uh, in Utah. Um, yeah, I mean, that was... I think you went to Idaho, I yeah, believe we did, Colorado. Yeah. I yeah, think you've done some of those as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. We actually went to some of those as well. Uh, we went to this uh, surf turf, the blue turf field, and I think that is in Idaho. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, Idaho, probably most known for their potatoes, uh, you know, Wisconsin, cornfields, yep. Idaho, potatoes. Yep. Uh, Hawaii, most known for the beaches. Um you had a good season when yeah. you in in your first season at at Hawaii. You 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 won a lot of games. We had a really good team. Uh, it was a completely like international starting eleven. No one from the U.S. Yeah, that's uh, not common. No, it's it, not. It happens, but not not common at all. No, so it was a Spanish guy <laughs> in goal, a Spanish, three other Spanish people in like the back four plus me. Then we had an Australian and Japanese in the midfield and a German. Uh, and then we had German up top with, I believe it was another Spanish or French. Uh, and it was another Japanese in there somewhere. It was a, it's a lot of different countries, but not any Americans yeah. or anyone from Hawaii. But how, how many in players in, in the total squad? 20 maybe. Okay, so it's a bit smaller than uh, than the typical one that has maybe 26, 27. Yeah. And h- how was the... I imagine the, it was a good group of people that were there together to explore. Yeah. But also to, to, to win games. I mean, you did a lot of that. Yeah, uh, people definitely wanted to win games. But at the same time, I think most of us were on the same page. So we were kind of ready to just like slow down and like play more for fun and that made the team really good because we were all on the same page we wanted to have fun but i mean no one cared if you start to do some step overs like right like in front of your own goal because we just started laughing and i mean we had a lot of fun and all the players were good because they came from good teams so i mean i guess that was our advantage everyone was good with the ball and everyone had played at a good level but now people were ready to just like I mean, play more for fun. So it's more like if you go to third division team here, you can still meet a lot of good players. Um, So, yeah. Sort of like you, I think that's sort of in the plan for most of the people, though, if you, not to say anything bad about Wisconsin, but there is a little bit more attractive to be in Hawaii, and there is something outside the soccer pitch that's, it, Maybe has, it, has some, more. it has some X factor. It has some X like factor over cool. any other place, probably in the yeah, US. Yeah, and uh, that's probably why there were so many internationals on your team as well, because there's, you know, a very, very special place for Europeans and and others that want to really see the world and 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 see something different from what we're used to. Uh, so I think that probably the cause of I think a lot of the schools in Hawaii actually do have a lot of internationals, just because it's such a popular place to come and, and visit yeah. and it's much closer to asia it is <laughs> it's also been a reason it's, yeah. uh, it's right in the middle between the u.s and japan right yeah. Yeah. So, what were your favorite moments then uh in, in your first year uh, and did you get like settled yeah so when i got to hawaii uh, i didn't have a place to stay so i stayed with the team captain 
uh, and I stayed. It was <laughs> the team captain, and he has a bed. He had a bedroom with his girlfriend, so I was on a mattress like in their bedroom. Uh, for third wheel, yeah, <laughs> real third wheel, for a couple of months, I think, until we rented a temple, like a Buddhist temple. So we we moved like you do, yeah, like you do, in Hawaii. So we rented a Buddhist temple. Um, uh, so it was him and his girlfriend. It was me and a couple of other p- players from the team. So we all rented, uh, yeah, a temple outside of campus, um, and that's where. I guess all the adventures started. So the captain on the team, he was really into photography. Um, and another guy we lived with was also into photography, like surf, surf photography. So every day we would go to the beach and we'd take photos. Um, and we would go home and we will like play around, edit the photos. And of course you had school and you had, had soccer. Um, but everything like le- lent more and more towards like photography and exploring the island. And since we were like three people in the same household that liked it, and we all played on the same team because it was the goalie, the midfielder, and me. Uh, and then um, we became like a group that wanted to adventure more. Yeah. And that was sort of the light bulb that just went on and said like, this was the missing link. This is... Yeah, I think so, because <coughs> we, we just enjoyed it so much. So yeah. we would go hiking before school for sunrise, and then we would run down the mountain to get down to class. And then it was... Uh, football practice, and then we would go hiking again for sunset. Yeah. And there's unbelievable sunsets uh, in Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, and sunrises. The sunrise is actually even better. Yeah, but then I, you have I to get s- up. I slept through those. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a shame. I have to go back. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so I mean, that was like the small group of people it started with, and then Jackson Gross, that was the captain. Uh, he was studying journalism. And then he started writing a blog or building a blog. He had one year left. I had three. Uh, so he had one year left and he started building a, a travel blog where he started posting our trips because that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to to travel when he was done with school. Uh, and by the way, he had also played Division One for Oregon State. Yeah. So, I mean, it, w- it was good players. But he wanted to do something more as well. So he came to Hawaii, started writing his travel blog. And he's today he's one of the biggest or has one of the biggest travel blogs in the world. I think it's like top three in the world when it comes to a single person writing. So he, he's like competing with TripAdvisor and all of those like big companies. Okay. Well, <laughs> we need to give, spread <laughs> spread the love and, and show the show. Now that travel finally is more possible again. Yeah. Uh, and see that because you're part you're part of this yeah uh, so and, yeah and, and in the beginning building building that with him yeah so he started with his blog uh, I never liked writing so I was <laughs> I was not gonna start a blog um, so he did that and he I mean he did well the first year and then he left and I had two more years on the island uh, so I kept adventuring but I had to find a new group of people because, I mean, he wasn't there anymore. He was all over Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, you find more Buddhist temples to live in there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he tried. Yeah. yeah. So you had another one move into the temple. Uh, you still still kept that, I imagine? Yeah, we kept the temple. Uh, but then I started linking up with some Norwegians uh, for the first time in a couple of years. Um, and... They love the idea as well. So, I mean, we started hiking and doing all kind of fun stuff on the island, and they were not on the, on the football team. So then I was pulled more and more away from, from football and focused more and more on hiking and photography, videography. Um, so we ended up being a good group of four, um, three Norwegians and, and an American, like hiking a lot. Uh, one did vi- uh, videography uh, and I did photography and we started posting stuff on Instagram. That's basically how it started. Mm. And we would post stuff from every single trip, like every single day. And that was back in the days when when Instagram was still like a popular platform where you could grow organically, which you can't anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on Instagram. That's uh, I still enjoy that platform. Yeah, But I, I'll probably have to 
get up to, up to speed with uh, all you youngsters uh, looking at. Same here, Kim. I'm 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 terrible at it, so it's good <laughs> to finally hear some wisdom. But you you were studying business administration. I mean, was that a good fit for you? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I learned some basics when it came to, I mean, starting my own business, but. Um, I spent most of the time in class editing my photos, to be honest. <laughs> but you, 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 you're becoming a marketer, right? So yeah. that's probably, so you had some marketing classes. So did you pay attention at all in those or? No, I didn't. <laughs> that's, that's not where, where I learned like that stuff. Uh, but now, yeah, I'm a digital marketing uh, or head of digital marketing and content creation. Um, but to get into where I learned all of that, I mean, we can go, go a little bit, like step a little bit back because I kept taking photos and I kept like pushing the limits. So we would climb crazier mountains. We would do like scarier things and we would do illegal hikes on the island. We would get past the guards uh, at, at nighttime and, and find like uh, sketchy hikes uh, and illegal hikes. But that's where you get the best pictures because I mean a lot of there, there's a lot of photographers and videographers on the island because it's so easy to take a good photo in Hawaii. So that's a, that's where a lot of people start. Um, so we started pushing the limits, and and that's where people starting to notice us basically. Like we would we would take pictures of different places on the island and no one knew where it was. It was like a new angle. Because there is a story about Sacred Falls, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Sacred Falls is, I think that's like the most illegal hike on the island. And I mean, I, I do understand why. Because it's in, it's, it's really narrow. And the vibration in the mountain, sometimes it makes like the rocks fall. And big rocks can fall. And if they fall, I mean, you you're dead. And... If you or if you get hurt, then rescue people have to get in there and they have to risk their life to get you out. And that's why it's like a three thousand dollar fine and, and jail time if you get caught trying to do it. Um, but they're not trying to make it people not go there by calling it Sacred Falls. <laughs> it's a terrible no. name. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it became like sacred after I think it was like nineteen people dying in like the pool at the bottom from. The rocks falling. Okay. Yeah. So that uh, I think that's why it's like sacred. But you still went there. Yeah, I've been there several times. Um, but more and more confident every <laughs> time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's basically how how it, how it went. Um, but so we took some pictures. Sacred Falls, uh, Stairway to Heaven is another hike which is illegal and is guarded twenty four seven. Uh, but it's not like that restricted. It's a thousand dollar fine. Uh, I mean, it's still money, but it's not as bad. That was in your budgets. It was still in my budget. In the in the business plan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, we started taking photos on on these places, and then some bigger names started reaching out to us because a lot of influencers from Los Angeles they travel to Hawaii to get some different pictures than what you can get in the city center of Los Angeles. Um, and that's when uh, Mark Doner and his friend Mac, they they came to the island and they asked if I could take them to Sacred Falls because they had seen pictures. Um, Mark Doner at the time, he was Logan Paul's roommate um, and was editing his vlogs and, and all of that stuff. And he was also building a brand for himself. Um, so, I mean, I said, yes, I've been there several times, so, so why not? I mean, I brought other people there. Um, so we got past the guards and we went to, to Sacred Falls, took some pictures, um, made a vlog, like all the basic stuff that we always did. Um, and then he stayed on the island for another week where we went, um, we went diving, like cliff diving. We went uh, on all like different hikes. And it was, I believe it was January 31st, so New Year's Eve. Um, oh, sorry, December, December 31st, 31st, yeah. yeah. Uh, so New Year's Eve, and, and we were watching the fireworks, and then he said, I mean, I have to leave tomorrow, but do you want to go back to Los Angeles and keep creating content? Um, and, I mean, I booked a flight on the rooftop that night, and we left the next day. 
Uh, I mean, I still had school and, and football and all that stuff, but uh, I just said to, to my coach that I, I'm going to be gone for a couple of weeks, <laughs> maybe more. Um, so the next day, we flew to L.A. Um, I got the address to, to their apartment uh, because they had a, a different flight than what I did because it was fully booked. Uh, and the first thing I saw when I got to, <laughs> got to the apartment was Evan. Um, so his name is like Dwarf Mamba on social media, jumping out of a suitcase in Logan's living room. And that was basically like uh, another turn into like the crazy world of content. Um, so what they were filming that day was they were going to create a vlog where they pretended to ship Evan, the dwarf, in a suitcase underneath the plane from the U.S. to Paris. So, so that was that was what I like walked into. So they were filming all of this stuff in the living room. So this would be like um, the part of the vlog where he's like underneath the plane. So we would like shake the suitcase and he would have a GoPro and some water and stuff like that in, inside of the suitcase. And then we did film the rest of it uh, in Paris and and in Los Angeles. Content creation 101. Yeah. Yeah. Listen and learn. Yeah. So that was that was the beginning of of that adventure. That's when I figured out that this is what I this is what I like. Like this is the creativity and and this is what I enjoy. So just it's been what you're telling us here. It's quite a remarkable journey to listen to. More crazy than than most. And I believe you haven't gotten a fine at Hawaii for, for doing things, sketchy hikes. No, uh, no fines. No fines. So s save that money. Um, but you've invested in a lot of equipment. You you made this into something something big and part of a network. Uh, yeah. But net network for you, is that what you're left with after now you're back, back in Norway? I mean, you took advantage of what the place had to offer. Yeah. Uh, fully, I would say. Yeah, fully. So networking was, has been and has always been uh, big for me, uh, and it still is. So I mean, going to to college uh, and university, I feel like that was one of like the main things I wanted to do, because I mean, you can get a degree here as well, but you never meet like so many different kind of people at one place that you can do over in the U.S. with all the different backgrounds. So just like getting to know as many people as possible because you never know who's going to be the main or the next Elon Musk. I mean, it could be anyone in the room. So just like networking, that was like a big thing for me. But how do you do that in practice? Like, Would you go into your classes, your lectures and just strike up conversations? Yeah, talk to everyone. That's how easy it is. I mean, it's that's how difficult it is, but that's also how easy it is. So everybody on campus knew you? A lot of people did, yeah. And did they know you because of being used on their classmate and on the soccer team? Or more, hey, that's the vlog uh, guy and he's been to Sacred Falls. It started with, that's the guy from class or campus. And then suddenly I've seen your pictures everywhere. Uh, because, yeah, suddenly my pictures would be the main banner at, um, like nine gag or like other like viral pages. Because you, you know, I started seeing your pictures and I was thinking, ah, he's there's some computer generated CGI imagery here, but it's actually you. And we'll, we'll we'll share some of these photos so that people can go in and check it out. But it's you jumping from ridiculous heights and and yeah. But it's and it's not fake. You're doing it. I would say ninety percent of it is real, and then sometimes we did fake some of it. Yeah. Yeah. But you, I mean, you've been on these crazy, dangerous. They're closed off for a reason. Yeah. It's dangerous. Uh, obviously, uh, were you not afraid of what what could happen? No, but I mean, we had talked about it like afterwards that some of the stuff we did was probably not a good idea. And I would say the most dangerous one was probably when we went to Big Island and we went to the lava when because it was like flowing lava and like spitting into the ocean. 
and then everything was closed off. Uh, but we jumped the fence and we walked on top of basically like crust. So, I mean, it was new land and we walked with a stick to make sure we like wouldn't like fall through and have lava to your knees. And then we walked all the way to where like the f- lava fountain was like spitting into the ocean and you would have boats like in the water because that was safe. That would be like a trip. Uh, a paid trip so they would be in the ocean far away to just look at it but we would stand right above it so you would have magma and lava like exploding from the ocean and up to where we were standing and what we didn't know was that below the edge we were standing on it was nothing there because it was just like crust from like the new land being made so it was nothing below it so if we were to fall down in uh, into the ocean i mean it would just be boiled Another sacred fall. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, but that's just the adrenaline, just taking you on, right, on yeah. these new adventures every single day. Yeah, and thinking about it, maybe now it's just like, all right, yeah, that was that was then. Maybe you wouldn't do that right now, maybe, or is no. that adrenaline still in with you? I definitely wouldn't do it now when I have a wife and a daughter. No. Uh, if I was alone, I probably still would. Yeah, yeah. still pursue it. Yeah. But in the end, with, with with everything that you did, you you got an opportunity and you had a passion and you, you ran with it. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, you didn't finish up your degree. You no. were you you're still lacking a one, year. one year classes. Ever yeah. gonna ever gonna go back and finish? No. You don't need to. No, I don't. Um, not in the field I work in. If I. If I want to become a doctor or a lawyer or something like that, then I would have to. But for me, my portfolio and all the hours I spent like editing, creating content, marketing, um, is more valuable than than a couple of hours in class. But did you get? Um, I mean, you, you talk about education getting a foundation, and you, you you've done a lot of education. It must have helped you in in some way or form to with, with your. F- what you've been doing since and i mean you have you have a proper job uh too you're not just influencing no i have a proper job as well um but i've never used my educational background to to apply to any of the jobs i only use my portfolio um so for me i would say university was amazing for networking that's where i got the most most value they talk about internships and doing that as part of your degree i feel like your your hawaii pacific university was one big internship yeah that it you was just loved and then the main internship was staying with logan i believe seeing how they work and uh, being the best in their game yeah. it's uh, are you listening kids this is important <laughs> uh, maybe don't go to those uh, closed off places the, the fences are there for a reason but uh, to to follow a passion i think yeah. it's super inspiring and i mean you can give us the stats but how, ma- how many millions are following you how many use i mean it's it's crazy numbers uh our tiktok my family tiktok account is probably the most popular today and we had 280,000 followers and the videos have been seen like closer to a hundred million times and th- this is videos that you edit you yeah. and your wife and your, your daughter is the norwegian family yeah it's uh, pretty awesome how you how you do that uh, uh any other plans moving forward with with what you want to do um no not as of right now i mean right now i'm happy with what i'm doing but suddenly if i feel like i should do something else, then then I'll probably do it. Uh, you're you're not shy to to say no to something if you if you if you like it, like no, the sound of it. No, um, and the TikTok idea was actually again from networking because I got married to Elizabeth in Los Angeles, uh, so we f- we left Norway and flew to Los Angeles to get married, uh, and the minister was Tristan Tales, a guy I met on a cruise ship. Uh, or on a like inf- influencer job for Royal Caribbean, and then I flew back with him, stayed with him for a while while he was in Team Ten, and then suddenly he was the minister in my wedding, and then he told Elizabeth and I to start a family account uh, on TikTok when we got back to Norway, 
So this was February 2020. Just before the pandemic. Yeah. And you've been producing videos ever since that are viewed by millions and millions of people. Yeah. So the last year has been almost, or yeah, year and a half, almost one video a day. And uh, just to keep the mind working and not like settling down. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm amazed. It's yeah. a new new world uh, to this. Definitely, but it it's that's the fun part about it. Then and you probably couldn't foresee your future and and see what was you're gonna end up with when you when you left for Wisconsin and uh, several years later you're you know you're an influencer. You have a wife. You have a kid. You have a good job. It's it's funny how those small changes that you've you've done because you know you played on a high level in norway and then you know what i i want to see the u.s i want to travel the world i want to explore a new culture and you contacted kim and then you left for wisconsin and then yeah that year is playing in d1 soccer it was fun but there's something missing and then hawaii turned up and and several years in hawaii and and that life you live there um has suddenly just mashed up to one great cheesecake and and you've gotten so much out of it that decision you made yeah, almost 10 years ago now yeah it's yeah. been yeah it's actually almost been 10 years yeah. uh time flies but definitely it was uh it was a good decision to to contact you because that's where everything started yeah who know who would have known <laughs> it's fun to see a lo- a lo- that's why we love the journeys here yeah. but your last um let's call it your, your advice to to others your your journey is a unique one, but what you know to others that are thinking about doing this, or it doesn't have to be U.S. It could be for another journey. But what's 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 a good takeaway? I would say just do whatever feels right to you. I mean, if that is skipping school or do whatever it feels right. I mean, if that's going to the U.S. or stay here or wherever it is, just just go with it. And we'll leave it at that. Just yep. it's been great to have you at our studio. It's raining. It's a nice view here. Not as nice as the Hawaii views, we know, but we're pretty happy with it. Yeah. Uh, but thank you so much. Thank you for thank having you. me.